hello once again. I'm glad to be with you. We're talking about the origins of salvation. Holy Father, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me, Lord, to, to teach your word. And Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that your wisdom and your understanding will come alive today upon the hearers of these words. And Holy Father, I pray this prayer out of Colossians, the first chapter in the ninth verse, where it says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Lord, I pray that over the hearers of these words, Lord, that you might fill them with the knowledge of your will, Holy Father, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I ask that you do that, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that they might, might walk worthy of you, Holy Father, worthy of you, Lord Jesus, unto all pleasing, and that they might be fruitful in every good work, and that they might increase in the knowledge of you, Father that they may be strengthened with all might according to your glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. I pray that over them, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I just, I just gave you an example, right, of how you pray the scriptures. And so I'm talking about the origins of salvation, which is through Jesus Christ, <clears throat> and belief in his blood, his blood sacrifice, that you have received the gift of righteousness. See, a lot of people don't want to receive it as a gift. They want to receive it by law. But see, you can't receive it that way because you're going to break a law. You might not even know you done broke one of them. You might ate a pork chop. You just broke one. See what I'm saying? You might eat some shrimp or some catfish. You just broke a law. You might have worked on the new moon. Some of you don't even know when the new moon is because I don't keep up with it neither because I don't have to. In Colossians, it, deal with, it deals with all of this now. You know that? Um, you know, it, it, you don't have to do anything to be righteous. You've been made righteous, so you do do some things. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? To, to, because you are righteous. See, now you don't lie. You don't uh, walk in covetousness and jealousy and envy and strife and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, stealing and bearing false witness. Of course, Paul teach against all of that, but he's not teaching you not to do that so you'll be saved. He's, he's saying, okay, since you are saved, stop that. See, not, since you are saved, stop being a homosexual. Since you're saved, he said, well, the, the, the Lord received me like he is. Right. So now since you are saved, stop doing it. Since you are saved, stop getting high. Stop getting drunk. Not to be saved because you have received Christ and now you have a spirit of righteousness <laughs> on the inside of you. And you begin to confess your righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And what's going to happen is as you confess it, because faith is released by saying, you, you sanctify yourself. Everyone that has this hope sanctified himself. How many understand that? But you're not trying to get saved. You're simply sanctifying yourself because you have received the gift of righteousness according to the book of Romans, the fifth chapter. Now we're in Colossians, the first chapter at verse 12. 
It says, giving thanks unto the Father who have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who have delivered us from the power of darkness. Darkness no longer have power over you and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. <clears throat> his son is named the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. In whom, in who, in Christ, in Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption. How are you redeemed? Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. With an S. How, how are your sins forgiven? By blood. So if you sin again, how is it still forgiven? By blood. Is Jesus going to have to die again? No. He's already died. So his blood covers your sins from yesterday. His blood covers your sins today. And his blood covers your sins tomorrow. So you can go sin. No, that is not what I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm not saying practice sin. I'm just preaching the Bible. I'm just preaching the Bible. You have been forever forgiven because the blood. See, he that believe it in the Lord sin not because he can't sin because the seed remaining on, on the inside of him. Now, that can be a little blind to you. That's in first John. <clears throat> what it means is sin is not imputed until a believer. So even though that believer might not be acting right all the time, that sin is not imputed unto him. Now, I'm going to tell you, you, you get the acting crazy. You might renounce the Lord. That's how you lose your salvation. The Lord will let your mind go. See, you don't want to keep your mind stable. So let's say you say, well, if that's the case, I'm going to practice sin. See what's going to happen. God going to say, oh, he think he's smarter than me. He'll let your mind go haywire till you'll start saying stuff like I done heard people say, man, it ain't no Jesus, man. Jesus ain't died. For I done heard people say that. Why? Because they try to play with God and God let, their, let them get a reprobate mind. That's why you don't want to practice sin because you'll get a reprobate mind trying to play around with God. You can't play with God, Jack. You can't play with God. So even though the Bible say what it says, it don't, it don't mean you go act a nut. I didn't understand that. But it still says what it said, because he has the power to strip you of your faculties where you deny Christ and all that. Then you do lose your salvation if you deny the Lord. But long as you hold your faith in the Lord, you can't lose it because it's the blood, not your own self-righteousness. That's what really gets a lot of people. They can't believe it. It, the gospel means the too good to be true news. You can't believe it. That's what hinders you because it, it's too good to be true, but it is true. Now let's talk about who Christ is. Colossians 1 and 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? Think about that. God is a spirit, right? But Christ is the image of the invisible God. Christ is the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created. By who? By Christ, by the Lord Jesus. He didn't just come when he came. I talked about that the other day. You didn't just come when you came, but you were created. But by the Lord Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities 
or powers, all things were created by him and for him. By who? The Lord Jesus. So get away from people. It tries to diminish the deity of Jesus because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among men. Jesus Christ is the word. If you, if you read John and the Bible plainly states that in the beginning was Jesus because he is the word. Just like it said in another John, the first John, it says there are three that bear record. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And it says these three are one. They are one. They're one. So the Word is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the Word. It refers to him as the Word, even in Revelation. See, it refers to him as the Word of God. That's Jesus. Whenever you see the Word, that's Jesus. The Word is made flesh. How many? Now, I want you to understand that. So everything was created by Jesus. In verse 17, it says, and he is before all things. Do that. Are you listening? He is before all things. And by him, all things consist. By who? Jesus. Don't never let nobody teach you against the Lord Jesus Christ. Get away from them because they have a strong manipulative spirit that'll actually get some people and it'll get you away from the Lord. That's how you lose your salvation. It's not based on whether you sin or don't sin. It's based on whether you have a confession in him. I mean, I know that sounds sound hard to believe. It's not based off your sinning and all that. It's based off your confession and your trust in what he has done on the cross. He became sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm out of time. Be blessed.